0: So you you feeling those pecan sandies? I'm eating um
1: bulk peanut butter cups. You're eating bulk peanut butter cups. Yeah, peanut butter cups from the bulk section. Cuz I'm uh, trying to
0: bulk up. There you there you go. Are you trying to become like a Nikocado Avocado like mukbang channel and you'll balloon to
1: 600 pounds. Yes, I hope all of our listeners get that reference uh, if you don't um, There's this guy who I guess Alex knows his name I don't but he went from being a skinny guy to a huge fat guy in like what one or two years
0: Yeah, doing these videos where he eats like a bowl of a gigantic bowl of flaming hot Cheetos ramen and he'll like, like, he'll that. like, he'll
1: like take the flame, like a huge, like a serving for 20 people and yeah. he'll melt, he'll do something like, he'll discuss like melt Velveeta over it. Yeah. And then he'll shove it into his mouth with his fists yeah, and then he'll intersperse that with, uh, occasionally screaming at the camera, yeah. um, laughing like a maniac or physically abusing his boyfriend.
0: Yeah which I don't know, and and the point of it is we don't know how much of it is real, we don't know how much of it is fake, so it keeps you guessing, you know. It's funny, it, it, I'm reminded of another uh, internet fat guy, Boogie. Remember Boogie? No, I don't. Boogie, he was this sort of, uh, he, he had a character called Francis, and Francis was, uh, Boogie was a very uh, obese man, and this, his character Francis would say stuff like, "I want my Mountain Dew, give me my Mountain Dew." Oh, okay. And he would like flip a card of, flip a table of magic cards if he was losing. You know, he was a, a petulant nerd character. But then uh, after, this character died down in popularity, Boogie started doing, uh, confessional, uh, vlogs, and started mm. just becoming a regular vlogger and revealed himself to, be. Much weirder than the character that he had <laughs> had portrayed. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, well, not much weirder, really, but just um, a person who has bad takes. He, mean... In fact, he wasn't weirder or more extreme than the character. He just had, like, middle-of-the-road bad takes, and people gave him grief for it because uh, he was YouTube famous. Mm. But it's that, uh, and I think eventually he got lap band surgery to lose the weight but that was like a big deal with his character is that uh like uh, i'm on my weight loss journey and i've always been you know depressed because of my weight and uh i don't know if he got lap band surgery actually don't hold me to that but he lost weight no somehow. he did
1: i was looking at his wikipedia he got the uh, gastric bypass got, uh, gastric bypass yeah see i'm i i wish i could
0: i'm not heavy enough to justify that but i would like to get that i'd like a smaller stomach so was
1: he a member of the? Was it the Wizards? Is that what I? The Wizards. The group of virgins. <laughs> what? You, um. That was in the um, documentary about QAnon. Do you remember Frederick mm-hmm. uh, Brennan? Um, oh yeah. Frederick, I think Frederick Brennan was either the moderator or admin of Wizard Chan, Hot Wheels. Right, and so Wizard Chan is for virgins over the age of 30, I think. Or maybe that's not an age limit. It's just for, like, I guess it would be, like, permanent virgins. Yeah. And he had to step down because Mm he um, had sex with a prostitute. So
0: Uh, That's fine. I think, you know, people, that's what I've been saying, is, like, everyone's talking about the sex workers. Why will no one talk about the Johns? Where are where are John rights? John we need rights Wrights? for
1: Johns yeah, I think that's like in in the Constitution like John Hancock, John Adams all the Johns are there
0: yeah they weren't they weren't their names weren't actually John. they just frequented sex workers so much that it stuck mm-hmm that's all all the all the guys on Pod save America too the pod Johns <laughs> that's, that's there that's where they go for sex as a pod. Yes, they go to the—I the, <laughs> will get in the pod. I will eat the bugs. As I long will. as they're fed to me, sensually. The, I will uh, visit the robot prostitute. Yeah. We just have—in uh, the future, we have the government sex workers, but the catch is they all look like Amy Therese. And they're all robots. Basically. And they're all robots, yeah. They got—Amy the Amy Therese's dad got the contract for the, <laughs> the government robot sex workers.
1: I don't go after people's parents. It's not fair game. Otherwise, uh, nah. you know, I would be, be toast. Right. As a, as the son of academics, uh,
0: that's not that embarrassing. Uh, what's what's the most embarrassing? I guess it's embarrassing to be the son of a billionaire. You know, it's hard to mm. it's hard to get that out of you. Did you see the Getty wedding? A, no. a Getty, a Getty wedding, I suppose. Uh, uh, a Getty, i.e., as a, the heir to Getty Oil, you know, L.A. royalty. Uh, there was a, they had a wedding, and Nancy Pelosi presided, and Earth, Wind, and Fire was there, and it was just uh, people were very, very opulent and decadent, and very much the uh, the, the upper class. Uh, dancing on the graves of all the
1: dead workers—that's what they were doing there. And what do you mean? We, what what with workers? L A L A has. I thought L A was just like Hollywood, baby. What do you mean, workers?
0: There are there. Yeah, there's <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Films are not work. <laughs> That's why the IATSE strike is bullshit. They're playing all day. You it brips. is Hollywood, baby. This is Hollywood, baby. There are no unions. It's Hollywood. You're making making dreams. You wouldn't have a dream. You wouldn't have a union in a dream, (laughs) would you? you wouldn't dream of of a union. (laughs) Whoa, I don't know what your dreams are like, buddy. You're dressing drab all the time. You'd have no glitz. You have no glamour. You have no razzle-dazzle. You're never going to make it in this town if you're a union boy spouting all that commie bullshit. Oh well, that's what it was for a long time. You got blacklisted, right?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't keep anything in the old brain these days. I just what I like... try to do before the podcast starts is like come mm-hmm. up with words that we can use to talk about. Yeah. And it's very hard. I came up with seven or eight words before the show. All right, run them down. Run um, down these words. So the the first thing was like a a concept of a word rather than a word that already exists. And it would be like, what do you think the, if the French could have named COVID, what would they have named it? If they had been, you know, if COVID had started in France, Mm -hmm. what would the French have named it? Because it would probably Uh, have been something really stupid.
0: It would have been called something like Tic Tac (laughs) 3000, but it's not, it's not uh, Trois Mille. They're saying 3000 in English. Tic
1: Tac Three Thousand. Yes, very cool. Yes, <laughs> no disease. Because they always make they. Whenever they, they they make a word, they have to make a new word. The French always make it as like impossible to pronounce as possible. So yeah. Well, I
0: always like how I, I always like how in French like they they won't literally translate a lot of stuff. So when a lot of English properties come to French speaking countries, it's just it's not. Uh, they don't call it le ranger de. de power mm-hmm. they call it the, the power rangers they just say the english thing in a in a french accent which is funny so you have a guy talking in raw looking french speech and it's like the power rangers the pink ranger and i guess i'm doing i'm doing well, more of a quebec well one
1: thing that they do with the ti- are we talking about the movie titles or just the um the the dialogue
0: uh, the the usually it's the titles, it's the proper names of things. They okay, but when they translate. when they
1: actually translate the movie titles, though, sometimes a funny thing that happens is like so they will be like the movie Power Ranger, and they'll mm-hmm. the like the the French movie title version will be something completely different. It'll be like Broken yeah. Flowers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Broken Flowers is a Jim Jarmusch movie. <laughs> right. Right,
1: the French, uh, the French. There you go. They name everything
0: that movie. It was they love. Power Rangers. They, yeah, they was they're all Jim Jarmusch movies. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wee oui, oui, Jim Jarmusch, uh, l'auteur, l'auteur. <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. So speaking of LA and that big party, that Getty wedding, you think uh, Britney Spears is going to be able to show up to that now that she's been all freed? Uh Britney, Britney is free. Uh the conservatorship has ended. The,
0: it's crazy how you can just basically own a person. I mean, it's not really owning them, but it's uh, getting a legal mandate to direct all their actions and control them physically, which is basically like owning somebody.
1: Yeah, I mean... I mean that's kind of stuff is supposed to be reserved for like elderly people who have dementia and who are go- getting lost all the time.
0: Uh, Britney Spears had like... Britney Spears had, like, uh, that type of mental breakdown is normal. Every person I know has gone through something like that. <laughs> Any cool person has, you know, shaved their head and, you know, freaked out a little. And she was doing that under the scrutiny of of the most people ever. Uh, it's a cliche to say now, but the Leave Britney Alone guy was correct. We were all too quick to... Sort of condemn this this uh, well, young. Well, we were ingenue. also we were
1: correct to make fun of him as well, though. Uh, yes, we were because he was he was a homosexual, <laughs> and he was he was being very homosexual. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Uh, that was not that's, why I. Yes. Would, that was not why I would choose to make fun of him. But I would choose to make fun gay of him. Pe- over. No, because gay people are funny. Okay. They're funny when they do gay things, and they're funny when they're passionate about stuff that we don't
0: care about, like wainscoting, or, <laughs> or, uh, uh, mermaid cuts, on oh, dresses. Oh God! I don't.
1: Uh, that one sounds creepy. Uh, mermaid. Yeah, that's a very, it's a very nice dress pattern. Oh,
0: it's not or, a thing you do to your dick. Or décolletage. Well, straight men like décolletage. They just don't know they like décolletage. Because it's
1: a French word? Yes. <laughs> what what uh, what do you think the French word would be for, what is that, boobage? Is that the word for boobage? Yeah, baby. that's basically the word for boobage is décolletage. <laughs> See what I mean? My point is proven. You have a perfectly, ah, décolletage, good, you have a perfectly bouquet, good word just like, like boobage. And the French yeah. have to come up with décolletage, four <laughs> syllable word. <laughs> well, you know it, it's it's more about it's more about the clothing.
0: It's not focused on the breasts themselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder. I wonder if Beavis and ButtHead translates into French. I wonder if there's a French version. Oh, 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 yes. of Beavis and ButtHead going. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Bv Tête de 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 uh, what's what's end? Yeah. Uh, well, what's your butt end? is your
1: q. De real queue. Uh, uh your cue Yeah, that's like tête ass. De so uh. it would be ass head, because that would or butt. It, that's what they would say. q Um. Yeah, that's what it is. It would be BV
0: et tête de cue. Yeah. And they're going hor, 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 and they're laughing at French music videos and they're 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 making inane comments. Uh, <laughs> I, I, cause that happens a lot. Like the office had like French equivalents and German equivalents. Like there were Quebecois versions of the office. Uh, so there, there must be, and it's, it's also really funny when shows get translated into countries that just, they just won't work in. Like when the Simpsons got, uh, translated into Arabic and they were called the Shamshuns. <laughs> And Homer didn't drink beer. He would only drink alcohol. Uh, I mean, he'd only drink juice. He didn't. He didn't drink alcohol. He'd only drink juice. Well, that
1: kind of works because you can get addicted to a sugary juice drink. Just ask that guy from uh, tribe called Quest. (laughs) That guy died from being addicted to juice. Uh, uh, really? Wait, what? Trying to remember his name. Fife dog. Was yeah. it Fife Dog? I think so. He yeah. died from being addicted to ju- he loved juice too much. Yep. You haven't seen the do- you should watch the Tribe Called Quest documentary because it reveals Q Tip to be an asshole. Um, How much of an asshole? Like a pretty an big asshole? one. Like that guy. I think I think it's Fife Dog. He had diabetes uh, from too much juice, and he could barely like stand. And so they held a. Um, a concert to raise money for his diabetes treatment and q-tip kind of like forced him to do his verses on stage and he was not (laughs) physically capable of doing his verses and it was kind of a shit show so yeah that's that's, uh, it's like what they do
0: with britney spears somebody ends up controlling you you know somebody ends up taking charge a little different
1: scrupulous but
0: no it's exactly the same okay (laughs) (laughs) q-tip had conservatorship (laughs) over fife dog okay um, Britney, Britney Spears. The thing about Britney is, uh, do you think do you do you think you would be compelled to ever do that to somebody? Like when Zoe grows up and she's like uh, she's getting out of hand. Do you think you'll ever want conservatorship over her? No. There you go. You know, what do you think motivates? What do you think is in the mind of Jamie Spears? What do you think money. drives somebody to do that? It's All just money. money, exclusively money, yeah. such that they're willing to exploit their daughter.
1: Well, yeah, but then like it becomes probably for him, it becomes like a thing. Like he's protecting the entire family because she's worth so much money that it's enough for the for the Spears family dynasty to continue for hundreds of years. So, Is, do you think that's his mindset? Yeah, you think that's what he's doing? I think he's like for the greater good of the Spears family, I'm going to. Um, place Britney Spears in, a like, our angel who has given us all this money into a protective environment so that I can protect the family. That's probably the the insane rationalization he has. Deluding yourself, sacrificing
0: your daughter. Well, I think, like, a lot of people do have the mindset where if I made you so I can basically do what I want with you. I think a lot of parents do actually think that which is which is crazy imagine like feeling that
1: in the core of your very being i think he probably has mental problems he's probably addicted to something and he he'll probably uh, kill himself probably so yeah probably probably i mean i i guess it's
0: it's different but in the olden days people did used to have the mindset of your child is another source of labor for the family like that was that was sort of normalized. Mm. Society didn't require uh, a period of childhood. Uh, wasn't Wasn't it like during the Romantic era that the idea of a childhood first became a thing? Like the idea of you need a period in your life when you're not uh, when you're not you know forced to do labor, you, where you get to learn and you get to play. That
1: idea sort of took hold very recently. So when you say romantic are you talking about like 1800s <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I think I'm talking about uh, the time of uh, yeah 1800s it would be a bad okay like a Beethoven at a time or like yeah, like, okay. yeah sure Beethoven or Keats or Shelley you
1: know those those people mm.
0: yeah uh, I think that's
1: right I think like an, I remember reading in the in the Middle Ages. You know, you weren't, mm-hmm. like, once you were, like, five, once you're not a baby anymore, then you're basically just, like, another person.
0: Yeah. I, but I guess, you know, once you become an adult, too, that, that sort of the idea that your parents own you. Even in those people, they would be disgusted at the idea that, well, maybe not, I no, don't know. I don't
1: know, because that they were all serfs. Everyone was a serf. Everyone was owned until they died. Yeah. So... I guess it would be normal normal to a medieval surf. I see you're holding drumsticks in your hand. Is that for widening your urethra? It's it's for yeah, for sounding so I can
0: and the splinters in my urethra that I get from them, you know, heal over and become stronger. Uh you know, people people say you shouldn't sound with wood, but I I tell you, it's the only way you can get that warm a warm feeling.
1: Uh here's an idea for you. I'm yeah. going to start my own cryptocurrency called Critical Race Coin. Okay, and, there you go. And the way you make you make it is by doing critical race theory. And every time you do critical <laughs> race theory you you get one critical race coin. <laughs> this is to target Are you st- are you saying this because
0: there's like an overlap <laughs> between critical race theory skeptics and crypto users?
1: Yeah, that's just So that's to the get joke. them
0: on board with CRT <laughs> <That's> you're you're <laughs> making We're gonna- I, I don't know. There's got to be, I had a joke that I deleted where, because uh, it was bad, but it's like, yeah, we just need to change critical race theory to patriotism facts. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And
1: then, then we'll, then everyone will love it. Yeah, critical uh, race uh, currency, Bitcoin. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, two things I like at the end. <laughs> yeah. Get Elon Musk. Papa Elon, invest in critical race coin. Elon Musk tweeted today, like, to Bernie Sanders, like, oh, oh, oh you're still alive?
0: Yeah, that was... Uh, okay, so, like, I I got on board with Bernie. I was very... I, I like, give him a lot of leeway. I, I don't think he's perfect or anything. Uh, and, you know, I lost a little hope after uh, the last primary... But as soon as as soon as Elon Musk, this fucking pencil neck nerdlinger, comes for old daddy Bernie, I'm like, don't you dare talk to him. Don't you dare do it. He's you, so much better than you in every way. I'm so send, mad online.
1: Did you send oh Elon Musk? Oh my God, pe- I fucking choked, you this, bitch. <laughs> this is your angry DM to Elon? Yeah. Yeah, I sent uh, him a message too. I was like, hey man, I think what you're doing is real cool. Can I have some money? <laughs> That's what I said. I was so angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, I. it only makes me angry with just like the, the flagrancy of him being, a, because the tweet that he was responding to, Bernie said, uh, or it wasn't Bernie, whatever staffer wrote the tweet is like, uh, we shouldn't, uh, it's still crazy that we aren't taxing the ultra rich or something to that effect. And Elon Musk said, are you still alive? Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting you're alive. And it's like, shh. I know the point is to make me angry, and it's working. Because I'm a stupid bitch.
1: Oh, he's going to get what's coming to him. You think so? Yeah. Uh, how so? Uh, he's just going to get, uh, oh, oh, I, I think it's going to be a situation where his his son ruins his life. <laughs> Because his son, what, what evidence his son is going to hate him because Grimes obviously hates him because mm-hmm. everyone hates him. And so mm-hmm. everyone in his entire family is going to hate him. I bet yeah. his other children hate him. Uh, I bet he's, the reason he says these kinds of things online is because he's miserable in the rest of his life. he's just doing it for attention he's just like the rest of us that's why everyone's lashing out online because they just they just unhappy and they laugh i think just if i could speculate about his psychology a little i
0: i do think the love of thousands and thousands of weird nerds probably does in some way supplant the traditional need for the warmth of family Uh, I don't know why someone like Elon Musk would start a fan. He has a lot of kids. He's been married three times.
1: That's like the dark side of the force version of love.
0: Or maybe it's like a BTK thing where they like having a family is part of the act. Or it's like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross thing where it's like you got to be married. It shows you're not insane. It shows
1: you can, you know, hold something down. But, well yeah, uh, Glen Glen Gary Glenn Ross is kind of about falling down the hierarchy and the class structure and the uh-huh. fear of that and have, the family is like a, a bulwark against yeah. uh um being going down a rung back into lower class as uh what's his face the older actor? Uh Lemon uh, but, Don not Don yeah. Lemon jack jack lemon
0: it was don lemon it was don lemon and glenn gary glenn ross that'd be pretty good they should remake it with don lemon they should remake it with all your cnn heroes anderson cooper giving the coffee for closers speech he would nail it yeah he's killed more men than alec baldwin always be
1: cocksucking abc yes. He doesn't suck cock. You don't think <laughs> he's too? I don't, Anderson Cooper doesn't suck cock. He just—he's no. only a top and only receives. He's, yeah, he's the only, he's only a top, only receives.
0: Selfish lover, calling wow. it now.
1: Wow. Well, hey, Anderson Cooper, come on the show. Rebut our uh, yeah. our huge slander against you.
0: Let's talk about your. Let's talk about your your sex life that you are so public about. Anderson Cooper, who are you banging? Is it? Do you think Anderson Cooper and Glenn Greenwald have ever done, like, cum swapping?
1: I don't—I mean, did they—were they ever dating?
0: No, but you think, like, over the same Brazilian boy, you know, like, Anderson Cooper came in his ass and then Greenwald felched it out and then, you know, uh, kissed Anderson Cooper and they were, like, swapping it back and forth for a while. Hmm.
1: Well, I don't know. There's a lot of people in the world, you know. I know everyone says it's a small world, but it's not. It's pretty it's a pretty
0: big world. It's pretty big, man. But you know, like how how many big gay newsmen are there? Do you think uh, <laughs> a big a gay lot. newsman, big a yeah. big lot.
1: Don Lemons gay, right? Don Lemon? Yeah, isn't he gay? Um gosh, I don't know, man. I don't keep track. You don't keep track of the gays? No, that's your job. On the like <laughs> we <laughs> I I explain the roles <laughs> at the when we started this show. Okay. <laughs> I'm on Gay Watch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gay Watch would be great. You just have like people go in slow motion to the camera. Their packages flopping up and down. Um, I have an big interesting, sloppy packages.
1: I have an interesting couple of movies I watched. Um, this week I watched yeah. uh, Twenty One Jump Street, starring the first Twenty One Jump, starring Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. And then A I classic. Watched, then I watched Talladega Nights starring also a classic will ferrell and the other people that were also john in. c riley john c riley and then like everyone else is in yeah. common in between those and two c. movies yeah. like between the two leads so like those two movies share all the other actors but the directors are different um yes. the directors of uh 21 drum street is is it phil lord and christopher miller is that or i have the name yeah on. the
0: lego movie guys the clone high guys they're and do- also, funnily good. enough, the guys that have bad... Op- one of them has bad opinions about Cuba
1: and gets owned online about them. That's funny. But they're, they're actually pretty good. I would say... <laughs> yeah, oh, no. They're great writers. I would say Talladega Nights was, was pretty bad. Com- you, you, compared- it doesn't hold up in your estimation? No. All the, all the French jokes... like that's why i'm like making lame-ass french jokes at the beginning of the show because sasha baron cohen plays a french race car driver and it's it's just just will ferrell yelling 2000s era french jokes like in a pg-13 way that's funny to me that's funny to me oh i don't know um 21 drum street was funnier because there's a lot more dick jokes yes which you wouldn't Uh... expect you would expect Talladega Nights to have more dick jokes, but I guess 21 Jump Street was R and Talladega Nights was PG-13. Yeah. What are the
0: dick jokes in 21 Jump Street? I don't remember. I don't really. Oh, I remember there's the a, sequel more than the,
1: I remember the first like, one. A, every fucking joke is a dick joke. Like they're hiding at some point um, mm-hmm. in a car and Channing Tatum yeah. says to Jonah Hill, pretend like you're sucking my dick. And Jonah Hill says, no, why can't you pretend like you're sucking my dick? And then they have an argument about that for five minutes. That is pretty funny. Yeah. I
0: remember the scene where they've ingested the drugs and they're putting fingers
1: down each other's throat
0: trying to yeah. expel it. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a very good bit. Had me cackling. Um, 22 Jump Street, also funny. So it's mm-hmm. more of a recommendation for those director guys, the, the anti-Cuban director guys.
0: Well, only one of them. He's not anti-Cuban. He's just, you know, Castro. He's a bad man.
1: You know, They're all they dead. Didn't. That's all. That's old news. Now we have. Um, yeah. I don't even remember the name of the new guy. The new guy seems great. The new yeah, Cuban guy. He's uh, great. Big. Fit. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who's in charge. I'm a dumbass. I don't know anything.
0: I'm a big. I, I don't know. I except I know that Rittenhouse is getting off bing that's the news of the week Wait, it is he the kyle monday trial. is that
1: coming out on monday when's that show is coming it? out i don't know the, the rittenhouse show yeah rittenhouse md that's what it's being it's being treated like a reality show
0: online well yeah i mean we treat you know, everyone did you see what happened in the for courthouse
1: for whoa dude yeah. i did not expect We did to that, that with way. the, what the a uh, twist
0: that was with the Derek Chauvin trial. I mean the Rittenhouse trial is a real dog and pony show, though, so I get why people are sort of going ape shit over it. The judge is very incompetent the uh, judge's
1: the judge's uh ringtone is the Trump theme song, yeah, did you see that? <laughs> Uh, the prosecution
0: up. seems to be incompetent as well yeah. or at least at this point intentionally going for a mistrial well
1: the prosecution is actually Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill doing research yes, for yep. 23 jump Street where they become yeah. undercover lawyers so that's probably yes. why it's their it's fucked up so bad
0: yeah it's it, the it, the the prosthetics aren't very good no uh, it's it's been them the whole goddamn time Uh and what a I don't I don't fucking know. You,
1: you saw Kyle Rittenhouse take the stand, and he was unconvincingly blubbering. Yeah, he looked like he was squirting himself in the eye with lemon. Mm-hmm. He's he like, it, it was so weird. His his motions were so unorganic. It's it's kind of the reaction you might have if you get lemon in your eye. You know, you just like <laughs> scrunch your face <laughs> up and your eyes tighten and you frown and you're like. Eh
0: uh that yeah your pocket watching you're you're watching his pockets for lemons that's what you're watching <laughs> yeah. There's a, this distinct outline of a lemon in his pocket <laughs> i uh, think that's what he used man the lemon song by led zeppelin which was about testes and pilfered from black artists
1: uh oh man did you with, did you read that long washington post article about uh eric clapton no, there was a long... What, what was it, it about? It's about how Eric Clapton and Van Morrison have been doing anti-lockdown songs. Yes, that's very funny. And it's making both the Washington Post and the New York Times start writing articles like, should we stop listening to classic rock?
0: <laughs> I like the idea. I don't, I think there is something to the idea that classic rock actually
1: does make you dumber. Um, well... Eric Clapton is base. It's a huge hit piece on Eric Clapton. It's got well. Quotes, he's not
0: a great guy, you know. It's not hard to hit piece. Do a hit piece on Eric Clapton.
1: Well, he hasn't done a huge amount of things wrong. He's done the same amount of things wrong that David Bowie did, basically. No,
0: well, he also. But the the, the difference is that he did his rant uh, against black people in the seventies. And so it was openly supportive of Enoch powell and but when did yeah, David Shame Bowie do his, his like na- whatever Nazi thing he did uh he was for he eventually apologized
1: for that and says, "I was absolutely off my head yeah okay. same, okay. same thing yeah, Eric Clapton yeah. was like, "I was completely wasted uh, he was like I'm so <laughs> sorry I was completely drunk and You're getting so, very drunk and becoming very racist they've de- they both did that they both I don't know um do you think David Bowie would have been anti-vax? That would have been pretty funny. Maybe, yeah. I think he might have been anti-lockdown. I think, th- and if that had happened, that would have been pretty They're interesting. Destroying venues, yeah. Uh, but the you know they they of course bring up the racist rant, but they also bring up like quotes from other musicians who have been like, "Oh, I never liked him. I think he sucks at music." And it's like, uh, whoa. <laughs> well, you know,
0: it, yeah. It's it's the thing where. Oh, he has bad opinions, so his music must be bad. I mean, Eric Clapton's music is bad, but not because he has bad opinions.
1: Eric Clapton's music being bad is a funny thing because Mm -hmm. it's not believed by so many people. So many people believe the exact opposite. People still really believe that he is God. You know, they they listen to,
0: they have a holy experience with crossroads every time they hear it. Well,
1: you, I don't know if you're saying that word on purpose, but like that, that was the graffiti that would appear in in England in the, yeah. the '60s. That Clapton is God, which is Clapton so is weird because he's not a virtuoso.
0: No, but he's. I think what Clapton does in his music is more than, you know, to be a stellar technician, he makes a style of music accessible to a certain type of person, which is, yeah, he watered down the blues. And some people Mm. can only take watered down blues, which is the market. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm just saying that's why he's popular and why some people resonate with it so hard. Because Um, it's through the filter of their experience. Uh, And, you know, that's, you have a lot of, white englanders it'd be interesting to find like black
1: eric clapton fans I don't so know that's, that's what the black that's what the article starts with basically a a guy who is a black guy guitar player yeah. who is yeah. has been his friend for like 30 years and was going yeah. to open for him and um basically he has to cut clapton off and what the article goes through is how all of his friends have started cutting him off and now he's becoming like very isolated and he only talks to Van Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) But so it also mentions, which you may not be aware um, in like, I think it was 1999. Yeah. Clapton said some like pretty crazy stuff about slavery and, and how he envisioned blues and slavery, and he was like, "When like I know it's bad and all, but when I heard it growing up, I just envisioned, you know, an idyllic field where you're picking cotton and surrounded by <laughs> blues music, and I could think of no place I'd would rather be."
0: He said, something "It's bad. like, it's like how uh, it's like how slavery is depicted in uh, in Mel Gibson's The Patriot." Yeah. <laughs> uh, or it's like it's like. You know the Cumberbatch Plantation in 12 Years of Slave? That didn't look too bad to me. You know, we'll want to be at a fast-bender plantation. But the Cumberbatch Plantation? Not so bad. Learn a little Bible. Get a little exercise. You know, and he was doing it exactly in that voice. That's yeah. how Eric Clapton talked.
1: Yeah. He said, quote-unquote, For me, it sounded like paradise. I couldn't think of anything I'd rather be doing than picking cotton and hearing that music all around me. <laughs> Jeez, Jesus Christ. 1999. Interview, so and then, oh my God, in, in the most recent protest song with Van Morrison, he compares lockdown to slavery, right yeah um but do you th- wa-
0: he just said slavery was idyllic he's so
1: which is it oh <laughs> well, that was, no he so which is it Nineteen ninety nine. he said, do you right. want to wear he's these evil. chains until you're lying in the in the grave, <laughs> and so this, the the black guitar player is named Robert Cray, who I hadn't heard of, but he uh, was going to open for Clapton, and he heard these lyrics, and he immediately called him after this song came out, and was like, are you really comparing lockdown for coronavirus to slavery? And his yeah. reaction was that he was, quote unquote, referring to slaves from, you know, England from way back. <laughs>
0: you know like what the vikings had or what the vikings took us uh, you know we can relate i that's yeah. amazing that's like so, when jews try and say we were slaves
1: too you so know lockdown it's in the was Bible. like was like being a slave uh, for a, for a king of england in the 11th century that's yeah. what lockdown's like that was that was exactly what it was like uh well
0: there is a set of cantankerous old men that Don't want to believe, don't want to believe certain things or have mistrusted. Why why do you think Eric, what do you think motivates Eric Clapton to be this way? Do you think he's just dumb? Uh, I think he is. Is there an
1: anti-authoritarian streak in his music? I think it's ultimately (laughs) just who he is. Uh, I think he's, I think this article could be summed up as like, old man is conservative. Basically. Yeah.
0: I think there's always there's always been sort of a reactionary element in hippiedom. I mean, Eric Clapton wasn't really a good hippie. He was never really hippie. He was always more of a dirtbag. But I guess most hippies were dirtbags. But we were talking before the show about, like, uh, Seventh-day Adventist and Vancouver Islanders and that weird crossover of health food people who are also very conservative because their mistrust for... Uh, uh, pharma companies and the government extends to even reasonable stuff Uh, because it sort of it, it, it reminds me of that old George Carlin routine where he's talking about rules you know and he's talking about oh no running with scissors good rule dad this big mother will go right through me and but singing at the table I don't understand that rule I'm singing at your table and I don't care about... But it's the same thing. It's it's the type of people that mistrust all authority such that they will run with the scissors simply because the authority deems it to be unhealthy, even though they they have no way to independently assess whether to trust the authority or not because they have decided that every authority that comes from X X point uh, is to be mistrusted. And that is built into some versions of the hippie ethos. Mm. That's interesting
1: because they've just uh, decided they want to require breathalyzers starting in 2026 in every single new car. Yeah. Which is like (laughs) a a rule. It's bullshit! (laughs) You can't argue with it, though. Right? Uh, We will look back. Well, you
0: you could argue with it. Uh, You could say that it punishes those who drive responsibly or you could what if For there's to, uh, but all you have to do is breathe in and out uh yes but it uh causes additional insurance liability costs. no i no, don't know no,
1: you get less you have to pay less insurance right because you have the breathalyzer yeah. uh, so this let me tell you what the uh what the um the people who are against it or i like to call them the drunk faction has come up <laughs> the with drunk drunk the drunk effect. faction has said, imagine a domestic abuse scenario and <laughs> okay, and the drunk abuser runs ahead of you to your car and quickly breathes in the tube and then says, Ha ha! you cannot get away. You are trapped. yeah, what if that happens? Well, sure.
0: Not what so, if that happens?
1: Not, not so safe are you now.
0: Well, why wouldn't you have gone for like the much more plausible thing of like what if you're in an abuse situation and you're both drunk but he's beating you and because because you're just like blow a little over the legal limit, you can't escape this person and you That seems like that would be more plausible.
1: Yeah. But, what uh, if um what if you're in a, a life in, or it could be any dangerous scenario where it's like all you have to do is move, is like back your car up cuz a tree's about to fall? But the tree falls on you in the car because you're too busy fiddling with the breath. You're just like, uh, oh, man, this tree's going to fall. Uh, I mean, it seems to me there would be just
0: like this wouldn't go through because there would be a lot of opposition from the car companies. I imagine the cost of installing a breathalyzer in every vehicle would uh, be significant
1: enough that they would want to fight it politically. I hope so. I don't know. I guess I hope I guess I hope so. I guess I, I kind of want it to be a thing, too, though. Drunk driving's well, bad.
0: Drunk know. driving is bad, but those limits are too low. Everybody drunk drives. I you think know?
1: you should have to be given a blood test before you can even buy a car and if <laughs> and if, if you have any diseases or anything wrong, yeah. <laughs> can't have a car. Can't yeah. have a car.
0: <laughs> uh, well you you joke but actually that's like the real solution is just destroying
1: cars and having only public transportation uh impossible in a country of this size impossible no you just gotta got a lot more buses that go everywhere how am i supposed to get from point a to point b on a bus answer me that Buses don't uh, go from point A to point B. They go no. like from like different places and they're stuck. They go on a loop. And they, they only to... go
0: from point A to point they, A.
1: They go, yeah. Exactly. And maybe point B's not even on their loop. What if point B is not on the bus loop? There you go. You're you're out of you're out of the bus loop.
0: What if That's I'm, what I'm they in they an say. abusive situation <laughs> and the bus is late? <laughs> The anti-public transportation (laughs) because of domestic abuse. I I love—that's such a great move, like, when you criticize somebody's uh, comfort and then they resort to, "Um, I'm neurodivergent and a minor, so I actually need these things, you know, or like they say— like, uh, maybe you should uh, stop ordering off of Amazon so much. Um, I'm literally disabled, and Amazon are the only people that deliver in my area, and I can't—well, that's kind of true. But uh, but that has more to do with uh, the monopolization. I don't care where I'm going with this. But people will—any sort of comfort, and people will make up anything in order to say that you're— uh, my enjoyment of this incredibly luxurious or decadent thing is somehow necessary to my survival, is integral to my survival as a human being. Uh, yeah,
1: go, and it goes so far as to like, okay, we need to do meat substitutes. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if you're in an abusive situation and your abuser only eats meat? <laughs> Won't feel so safe substituting meat, will you now, liberal? Yeah uh well what
0: the other thing about buying off of amazon is that d did, didn't pretty much like every major company
1: offer online delivery um I, what do you mean? That's, I don't know. Uh, it does not matter. You want to talk about that? Let's, okay, let's dig into it. Let's get, let's, let's dig a really hard into how these many okay. type in, type How many, logistics? It's logistics podcast. Let's see. Typing, how many Typing online companies offers, what is it? Shipping, delivery? Uh, no, I see that argument. I actually buy the argument that sometimes for a lot of
0: disabled people, Amazon is the only option, but people will extrapolate that to say, um, I uh, I need to have my uh oh you're you're I can only get the PS5 in 6 months as opposed to now you are I am disabled and I need the PS5 now because I am neurodivergent and if I don't get it now I won't be able to stim effectively PS5 so, such short supply is crazy
1: Mhm like
0: I mean that really
1: is that really is a tragedy there aren't any <laughs> no games get for their it PS5. that's not a, that's not, not that big not of a yet. tragedy there's no games for it. there's really only one game worth getting it for and it's uh the cyberpunk game yeah because the
0: well, cyberpunk I, game I, won't uh, run on El- the ps4 so yeah. elden ring is going to be a system seller that's for sure yeah is
1: that uh, exclusive to ps5 i don't know if, it,
0: if it's exclusive to ps5 but I, th- I think it's ps5 and xbox maybe but what well
1: I well, remember was uh, like no PS4. Nope, it's gonna be on PS4.
0: Sweet. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> What do you need a PS5 for now? What are the I guess the
1: whenever the new God of War comes out? Uh there are some there's a few that are not on PS4 that are just for PS5. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But cool, I'll well, be able to play Elden Ring for, for 15 minutes and never again. What if you were in a domestic abuse
0: situation and the only domestic abuse safety kits that you could get were off of Amazon.
1: Would what you... if you were in a domestic abuse situation because your abuser was losing too many times at Dark Souls games?
0: Yes. <laughs> I wonder if that's how many times Dark Souls has been cited
1: in divorces. Yeah. Well, I would just, we could just make it uh, video games in general, but I, that would be mm. very interesting how if, many specifically video games have yeah, destroyed marriages cause like i you know i was going on like the parenting subreddits or the stay-at-home yeah. parent subreddits and it's a lot of complaints and it's a lot of women making complaints like my husband gets home from work and plays video games until he goes to bed oh and my god it's the lana song it's the lana song video games lana del rey yeah, uh, you know that song. Hill made him build me. video games. You gotta, you gotta sing her a little fatter if
0: you're gonna do. It Video games. There you go. Yeah. Sucking out the duck now, eating all the dicks now. Video games.
1: Yeah, you sound. You mean you're close. You sound about ten pounds too light, but you're almost there.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what Lana sounds like yeah she's gay icon lana del rey about video games. <laughs> um yeah i i i mean uh i I get that a lot I think uh the 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 need for escapism that luxury alone is, is so ingrained into people now that they they do need these video games as part of their lifestyle it becomes ingrained in them or they think they do at least because uh we i think we we're called house of decline and we say everything is getting worse but uh I guess it's not that everything is getting worse. It's that everything feels like it's getting worse. Uh, Because there's a lot more things telling us that things are getting worse. Even Even though we really don't know how things are getting. I mean, we can guess because of climate change. Like, that's the biggest indicator that things are getting worse in any sort of objective sense of that word. But, you know, we were talking about taking stock and comparing ourselves to medieval peasants before. You know, comparing, <laughs> comparing ourselves, but maybe you know, even though we have more, because we because we are attuned to these lifestyles, uh, you know, maybe stuff is worse because we have more and because there are more options uh, available to us. We have more vistas to see where where we could go down, and and when we don't go down, we fall into disunity with the
1: self. Well, things aren't going to despairing. Things aren't going to get worse for much longer now that we have a new university on the horizon. Of course, I'm talking about the University of Austin at Texas. Woo! University <laughs> of Austin
0: at Texas. Really? That's what the full name of the it? The
1: full name
0: of it is the University of Austin at Texas. That makes no sense. Because Austin is a city within Texas, you can't be at it. It would usually be the University of Texas at Austin would
1: make sense, the but university there's already a uni- at Austin in Texas.
0: It's it's the University at Austin in Texas mm. is what it's called. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Well,
1: they have to tread it's carefully um, because there's already, of course, the well-known one is the University of Texas at Austin. Yeah. So they had to go with the University of Austin at Texas.
0: Is it based in Austin for tax purposes, it's I'm assuming? In a,
1: it's based in a law firm, uh, yes, right. for tax it's purposes. It's based
0: in Delaware, actually. <laughs> it's based <laughs> in a building in Delaware that's shared with a, a 17 Lithuanian ice cream companies that are actually
1: just yeah. for meth. And so it's it's the, the faculty of this uh, new university, which is being created by Barry Weiss, is basically everyone who's been canceled for... Yeah. Like It's like three or four things, but it's mainly transgender people who are anti-trans. Yeah. So I think it's going to become like an anti-trans university, or really what it is is like a a think tank, I think. Um, Uh, They're going to just dedicate themselves to being dickheads about trans rights.
0: Yeah, well, or to provide some... By institutionalizing it, they can provide some sense of legit, legitimacy to it, even though it doesn't confer degrees. <laughs> it's, not yet, well, but it's, they, they said they were yet.
1: working on being accredited. Yeah. Which, uh, since it's Texas, is probably like, can you name three kinds of cow? I, I mean, <laughs>
0: also, one of the guys there is, is Steven Pinker. And so, talk about decline. He's the guy we do this show in opposition against because he's the one that's saying things are definitely getting better which is also which is something that can't be proven in any sort of logical way how, how do you say that things are getting better like you can only know that things are getting better if you can foresee a historical arc I guess, you know, maybe that's why I'm a postmodernist. I'm not a Marxist because I don't see things inevitably leading towards a Marxist class structure. I don't I don't see that happening. Well, maybe I do see that happening. How bad do you think it has
1: to get before like the real violence starts happening? Well, that's I I can't answer that question. That's a it's a crazy question. I got a lot of problems with the premise. There's real violence happening all the time, every day, because of capitalism and the structure. No, the real, violence, this, though, mean, the, real, the real violence. What do you mean talking about the real? This is it is real, yeah. like gang violence that's not talked about on the left but should be is a product of capitalism. Police violence yeah. that is talked about on the left is a product of capitalism, like. Yeah. The rant, like the the three year old accidentally shooting himself with his father's gun, that's happened like down the road uh, this summer is pr- basically a product of capitalism. Mm. Shouldn't be allowed to market guns. Guns, you shouldn't be able to have advertisements for guns. Mm. Guns should be like one kind. And you get it you get it from the gun government store because it's your quote unquote right, so you get to have one shitty ass twenty two. Yeah. You don't you don't believe in private you don't believe in
0: private gun enterprise? No. That should be illegal. Uh well, you're depressed. what if you were in a domestic abuse situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you well you have- both
1: guess what? You both have twenty twos and you can do duke it out <laughs> that way. <Okay. laughs> All right, you don't uh, have to you don't have to pump someone full of AK-47 bullets. Uh I I disagree.
0: I think that everyone should be able to buy any type of gun they want. The more ridiculous, the more of an expression of your individuality it is. You know, some people, some people do drag. Some people own guns. You know, and I, I say that to every gun owner. I mean, I say what you're doing is just like drag, mm-hmm. and they
1: love me for that.
0: You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, they they say I'm crossing bridges.
1: I'm, you, I'm building if, bridges. If they were smart enough to realize what you were doing, which is comparing gun rights to LGBT rights, they would agree with you because they would be like, certain, yes, certain type of. That's exactly what we've been saying. Yeah, there are a lot of.
0: Uh, very funny uh flamboyantly gay gun owners, which I think is a funny thing i th- yeah. I think it is a bit homoerotic the worship of guns it's not a It's not an original observation to say that guns are very phallic and
1: Man, they uh, shoot they
0: shoot something at you, yeah, yeah. And yeah. every every man dreams of, you know, shooting his cum so hard that it goes through a wall <laughs> They're killing somebody with their cum shot. That's why they call it a cum shot. Yeah. They don't call it a cum they don't call
1: it a cum piece. All the lingo is call the it... same. And speaking of guns yeah. and their tragic effect on society, of course, suicide is a terrible thing. Don't do it. Call a hotline. Yeah. If you if you're thinking about doing it, don't do it and call a hotline. But unless, uh, of course, you have to pay child support, in which case, you know, have at it. Or if you, maybe you're so <laughs> sad about your favorite forum online, you, you can't afford the $10 it takes to subscribe to your favorite forum online, you know, call a hotline. Don't do it. Call a hotline, you know. Uh, call call the fashion swat.
0: I don't know. I'm trying to remember old something awful bits, but I was only a lurker. Uh, we are, of course, referring to the untimely death of Richard Lotax Kianka the founder, and for a while, CEO, although I don't really know if you could call him that, of somethingawful.com, uh, which, for the youngsters out there listening who might not know what Something Awful is, was a, a website that I think... St- it was started in the late 90s, right? It's that old. I think right?
1: 1999.
0: Yeah. yeah, right at the end of the 90s. And uh, it had its forums had an outsized effect on the distribution of internet comedy, uh, the meme format of an image with impact font at the top and the bottom, that originated on something awful, and that crafted the first instance of the modern meme. The O'Reilly Owl originated there. Slender Man originated there. Lots of incredible weirdos,
1: uh, like Schmorky also was there. Remember, do you remember Shmoo? I never went on something awful cuz I refused to pay $10. You had to pay $10 to get to gain access to not all the forums there were some ones that were free I think but uh no I did so, not I did not go no, on No you
0: that. had to pay to get all the forums but uh uh it was the thing about it it was worth it for some people because it was this uh, sense of trying to impress this group of incredible weirdos there was this there was this tenor to it where you knew you weren't going to make anything. See, see, with Twitter, there's always the idea that, oh, if I tweet funny enough, then they'll give me a TV deal, you know? I'll, do, I'll be just like shit my dad says, or Rob Delaney, you know? I'll make it because of Twitter. Uh, but with Something Awful, there was never that same thing. It was just all, it was this purely honor-based system of trying to make each other laugh at weird shit. Uh, which is why I think a lot of people have this very nostalgic element for it, because even though it cost ten dollars, what that brought you was this greater sense of authenticity of interacting with these people. Like yeah. it was, it was that price you pay for um, for the fact that this was not, in fact, cheapened by capitalism in the same way that our Twitter interactions are.
1: Yeah, I didn't have like the attention span at at, at thirteen. Or, yeah. frankly, a way to put $10 inside a computer. I had no way of putting $10 inside a computer. No, I, I wouldn't have been able to figure that out. That was actually, like, I was, like, became, like, a techno libertarian or whatever about, like, paying for stuff on the internet. But I also had yeah. no way of inserting money into a computer. Like, if you didn't have a credit card back then, what yeah. am I going to do? Try to tell my dad I need to use his credit card on the computer? He'd be like, no fucking way. I don't yeah. know what that means. What, are you going to put it in the CD drive? Something awful. Is this that? Is this that weird
0: stuff I've been hearing about on sixty minutes?
1: Right. No, my parents were were already like, uh, like aware that there had been porn viewed on the computer, so they were not gonna. If they saw like a credit card charge for something awful, they would take it literally and be like, yeah. "He's looking at something awful. It must be terrible. <laughs> it must be pornography."
0: There was a lot of great. I I I think. Uh, even though the music column was about, uh, was about hipsters, it wasn't really about it. It kind of was about hipsters in the very early days of hipsterdom. David Thorpe, who wrote the Your Band Sucks column, uh, there is some genuinely great insights in that, and it's incredibly starky and it's supposed to be a parody of how bad music criticism is, but he does end up, uh, he, he does end up uh, eliciting some pretty funny truisms about uh, the old genre of art that we all love. And I think that was a bigger influence on me than I would care to have it be. I mean, that's what everybody says about something awful is that uh, this is uh, this is a terrible website that is a fundamental part of who I am. And I hate it for it, you know.
1: Mm, yeah, that's not that's that, that's weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah. I feel, I kind of I mean, feel sad for the people who dedicated so many years of their lives to exclusively being online on forums. Yeah. It's like, the culture now sucks. Like, you have you heard of the concept of the eternal September? No. What is the concept of the eternal September? The eternal September? September was September 1993, and I've only read about this. Like, I was four yeah. years old when this happened. And in September of 1993, that's when AOL started sending out disks to every house in America for Internet access. Yeah. And on Usenet, every September before 1993, there would always be a new influx of users because college freshmen would come and Mm -hmm. new people would have access to the Internet because that's where you would pretty much get Internet for the first time in your life was at college. So every September, there's like a bunch of noobs. But in 1993, in September, AOL sent out millions of disks, and the Internet was started being flooded with new users. And Mm that uh, was uh, prophetically coined the term Eternal September, which is what's happening now, which is the Internet is constantly filled with new, inexperienced users who don't know what's fake and what's real. Mm -hmm. And... um, there's there's just no uh, there's no on ramp you know people need an on ramp for learning. Yeah, how we to... should
0: teach internet literacy in schools. We should we should have like, uh, yeah
1: textbooks with memes in them. You know, You're writing out like on the on the blackboard. This is a shit post. Do not yeah. believe it. No, the vaccine works. It mm-hmm. is a shit post. It's supposed to make you laugh. I
0: don't know. Some people do lack like that. I mean, I I definitely. I think especially if you if you go on the internet looking to get mad, which a lot of people do, that makes you more susceptible to falling for shit posts. I've, I've stopped using Twitter to get mad, which has been much better for my mental health because there were just at, at like some very dark moments of my depression or mental state. You, sometimes you're just logging on to see something that outrages you and you can comment on it. Uh, and it's just impotent and it does nothing and it only serves to make you matter. But you just sort of get hooked on that mild adrenaline rush where your heart's beating a little bit faster because you've come into, you've come into conflict, which you don't experience in your regular life enough. Like, or what real conflict, because you're, you know, you're not willing to go out there and actually, uh, challenge people to their face. Uh, And so that that simulated version of it becomes addictive because we have lost something essential in our ability to withstand conflict. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's... I've noticed, you know, I fall... That's probably just me projecting. That's a personal thing. Because I notice in my own life, I am very conflict avoidant. Um, And I think I would be less if I had more of a stake in anything permanent in my immediate surroundings, you know, if I, uh, but because, because everything is ephemeral and because I'm just renting stuff all the time and, you know, uh, there is no, I've not really invested any time in my community because I'm afraid of that conflict. I go on the internet where I can build something that even though it's equally as ephemeral, uh, seems to be more of substance than reality because i am courageous enough in that anonymized mask
1: i think to one, one engage time,
0: in the work of community building
1: one uh area where you can do that kind of conflict uh, thing is on stage and you i've seen you do that yeah that's a place where you're not but, conflict yeah. avoidant which is um we we spoke before the show about doing performances, and that's if you yeah. wanted to get involved in um, having a release valve, then performing mm. on stage and doing something where you enter into conflict, as you have done mo- many times in the past, I think. Yeah, not like a serious thing, but like a confrontation. I sup- that's
0: easier too, because you're playing a character right. when you're on stage. You inhabit, and I think that's the same thing with online, is you're also inhabiting a character. And I think when you become internet literate, you learn that. You learn that you're a different person online, or you tend to accentuate the things about yourself that are not true in reality when you're a much uh, more layered person. But some people just log on the internet and they're just themselves, which is crazy to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, I follow there's no a guy curated like that. aspect. Uh, shout out uh, to Hugh Williams from uh, Minnesota. Hell yeah, Hugh. Who posts uh, Epic Burgers. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, maybe if we were all more like Hugh, the internet would be a better place.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't think he's that great. (laughs) No. (laughs) No.
0: Sorry, Uh, Hugh, if
1: you're listening. I love you, man. Hugh's great. (laughs) He's not, he doesn't follow me. I just follow him. But Rich Lotex Kianka in his own personal life was a uh, sort of a bad man. Yeah, I guess to round it out, he was a bad dude sort of, I guess. I don't know. He was he, he was actually the source of all our abuse scenarios with the, like the gun and the car <laughs> yeah. and the Yeah. And imagine the dark souls.
0: imagine if you had to get away and Rich Lotex Kianka
1: blew <laughs> blew a point 8 and you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, that's ser- that's what happened to three of his ex-wives.
0: Yeah. He was a, he
1: was a domestic
0: abuser, uh, but one time he, and he wasn't even responsible really for why something awful was good. You know, most of the work was done by, uh, guys like Zach Parsons and, you know, uh, other people that were much funnier than, uh, low but, uh, uh, he did build it in the same way that like Marcus person, Marcus Notch person built Minecraft, and but it wasn't really him that built Minecraft it was a bunch of other people but he was a huge asshole anyway and alienated himself from uh the the fan base of the thing he built i i love that character to me that's a fascinating character the person that makes something that everybody loves and is a huge asshole <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's that's a lot like, there's a lot of those in the tech community like yeah like the guy that made um Half Life, and Steam. Oh, is is Gabe Newell a huge asshole? Yeah, and then the guy that wrote the Linux kernel, Linus Torvalds, huge asshole. Um, yeah, it's very. But common. is he a domestic abuser or anything like that? Um, I don't think. I mean, I have no idea. I have no prob- I would say probably not. But he would be mm-hmm. uh, verbally abusive to people in the work in the work environment, and he had to oh, he got that's, called that's out important. on it. Had to stop. It's funny. He'd be like, "You idiot, like Joss Whedon. <laughs> you idiot. Do you know what you're doing? I will fucking
0: skull fuck you, you motherfucker. <laughs> you wrote the code wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is how idiots. am I supposed to compile this? The only thing I can compile this into is a big load of bullshit." <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what he would be like, and they would be like, "You're not yeah. being sensitive to our needs." <laughs> <laughs> so, that sounds less bad than uh, Rich Lotex Kiaka uh, I mean, yeah hit women. Know, The behavior you exhibit in the workplace might be uh, It might be some evidence Of uh, how you are at home I think they use that, I think yeah, that right. holds up in a court of law Exactly Exactly Uh, Yeah, that's a,
0: I, I, I There's sort of like a romantic thing in that Where it's like Even though your life is marred by blight and horror and a world of hatred and bitterness of your own doing something wonderful which enriched the lives of many came from you uh and i think there's something sort of beautiful about that you know the idea that some benevolent piece of the soul of of rich kianka's soul is still lodged in that spirit you know some Inalienable part of him that although he was you know evil and terrible, there is an example of some good creative force and uh you yeah, know I I, I I would I would like to create something as good as something awful, and i I won't, and many people won't and uh I think whatever he did, there is you know a version. There is an alternate universe version that probably wasn't a
1: terrible person. <laughs> I don't know okay. what I'm trying and, to wow, say. That, that, and that's the best thing we can say this about is that guy. There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alternate universe version of you that doesn't suck. Yeah, this is my this is my eulogy. This is what I will say. That that's what people will say at my eulogy. I would love to. I would love to come to your funeral and say that, and have people get so <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> uh i hope i hope i
0: get roasted at my funeral if people aren't roasting me at my funeral i'm gonna be pissed if ghost me is gonna be super pissed i'm gonna possess a bunch of people i mean that would be a pretty
1: epic thing to do man would be to 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 treat a funeral like a roast but everyone else isn't in on it
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh I can't believe I've been cut out of seven wills. Yeah. (laughs) I really keep fucking up.
1: That's all we have time for this week. This has been House of Decline. Thank you so much for listening. Go to our website. It's houseofdecline.com. You'll like it. Bye-bye.